Hello, hello. Welcome back to Meaning in Code. I am your co-host, Lily, and I'm here with my co-host, Bennett. Hello, hello, hello. Good to be back. Yes, wonderful to be back. Thank you again for joining us. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about your career versus your job. So in the past, so far, we've kind of been diving into the meat of how to find meaning in your job, which is a huge topic. I don't think we've exhausted it in any way, shape, or form at all. Um, But today, I thought we could take a step back um, and think about how to find meaning in in work you do outside of the job itself. We've Mm. talked a little bit about finding meaning in life in general and and kind of like like uh, macro and then finding meaning in your job which is a little bit micro and I think that like career is a little bit in between those two poles and kind of a fun topic to explore like what I feel like the definition of career has kind of changed of late um, at least as compared to generations past and I feel like we can we can get into it a little bit. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think there's certainly a lot to cover here in terms of like just zooming out a little bit uh, on the time scale as well and thinking about the different things you might end up doing. Life is pretty long, so you'll, uh, <laughs> you aren't stuck in what you're currently doing. And so, uh, yeah, there's a lot to dig into here. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, before we dig into it, however, uh, let's start with our, our little Beyond Coding segment today. Uh, I, I would like if we could share a fun fact. So, Bennett, you got any fun facts lately? I do. I have a fun fact. This one uh, comes from a book my partner is reading, Ooh. and she uh, showed it to me. She's currently reading a book about uh, about the blind, about um a man who's going blind, but the book more generally is a little bit about like what we call disability, but uh, you know, mm. different abilities um, mm. for different people and, and the ways in which actually disabilities are sometimes actually uh, helpful for society mm. in, in different ways. So he, he gives a list of different inventions um, that have come from people with disabilities that are now just widely used by everyone. Um, but one particular invention that I thought was interesting was uh, this young boy who had juvenile arthritis. So mm-hmm. he had pain in his joints. Mm-hmm. Um, and he asked his dad if he could invent some type of uh, water massage machine. Um, his This boy and his dad, uh, they're the jacuzzi family. <gasps> um, <laughs> and, <laughs> And his dad went on to, his dad invented the machine, uh, made something that helped relieve his son's uh, joint pains uh, from arthritis, but also went on to uh, sell it commercially as a, as a tub that we all know now. So I thought Amazing. that was a fun fact. Absolutely. Um, what is the book that, that your partner's reading? Yeah, she's reading, uh, I believe it's called The Country of the Blind. Oh, The Country of the Blind. Oh, yep. yes. Andrew Leland. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that's so interesting. I feel like I was just having a conversation with someone else a couple of weeks ago about, I don't know if it's that book or other, other books in the same uh, content vicinity, um, but was also just talking, someone was telling me that the, um, the way in which our curbs on the corners of streets mm. like duck down, um, a, a lot of com- the community of people in wheelchairs had to fight really, really hard to make that accessible in cities. And now like, and it benefits, you know, people with strollers, people with luggage, just like everyone yeah. takes for granted that that makes our lives better. Um, and it had to be really, really hot, fought hard for and won. Um, yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, now we're getting into urban studies and I've got all yeah. sorts of uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> things that we could chat about there, but this is not an urban studies podcast. It's true. It's true. That'll be, that'll be your next, your next podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. But Lily, share with us your fun fact. Yes. Um, this is my, my favorite go-to fun fact. I just enjoy this very much. Um, that, uh, apparently when dogs are actors, like they have to have dogs on set to to be in in TV shows and movies, um, most of the time you have to CGI out their tails, even when they're like, you know, like they're being really aggressive and it's like, rah, 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 rah. You have to CGI out out their tails because they're so excited to be doing their jobs that their tails keep wagging. (laughs) 
They love acting so much <laughs> that they can't do? not <laughs> flag their tails. That's amazing. Isn't that the cutest thing? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Cute. So I, that's that's my my go to fun fact. makes makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, that's adorable. And I, I mean, it totally makes sense too. Like the dog has been. Uh, training to do these activities and they know that they get like some type of treat or fun thing at the end when they do these activities so yeah. it's very exciting and happy for them to be able to be doing it yeah <laughs> they're like i'm doing it right they're gonna give me pets and treats after yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man all right well those are our fun facts for today um so now i think uh let's let's get into it career versus job um yeah so bennett i'd love for for you to take take uh uh the the lead here or just take take us to the start because you have such a particularly varied and full i feel career around your your coding job um that i'd love for you to expand on it a little bit more well interesting uh i don't (laughs) know maybe this is just like Mm. every person doesn't think their own life is that interesting kind of thing and so uh, I don't I don't know maybe you can help me draw out some pieces that you think are specifically interesting Um, but yeah I've done like just a variety of things I did not study coding at university Mm -hmm. um, and went on to take a job in Washington DC I worked for the city for a little while and I did a lot of data analysis while I was there um, and then also, I don't know, like went on to do some freelancing and ran my own business for a while and then um, a bunch of other things too. It led me to a startup and, and now currently at my role at a larger company. So um, I've done a variety of things and maybe that's where you're headed with this. That like there are different aspects that you can go into in your career, right? Certainly. It's actually not at all the direction that I was going in, but oh. it's funny. It's funny to think about that. And also like, yeah, totally boring. You've been like, you know, the same thing over and over again, your whole career. Um, <laughs> but no, I was thinking more of the expansiveness of, of things you do now of, you know, like you, you have a, a newsletter that you write daily that is part of your career, even though it's not like part of, of making like, necessarily making money uh, you know or you know like that's yeah. not why you do it you have a podcast about software <laughs> engineering i don't know if you know <laughs> um and you're building a an online community of software engineers um i don't know like the that that in and of itself that's three pretty significant things that i feel not a lot of people tend to have that that build and bring meaning into into your your daily life and your experience of your career i would imagine uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a, that's an interesting take on it. I <laughs> think probably I don't lump those things in with my career because, oh. like, they are, like, I would write anyway. Yeah. You know, like, you don't have to pay me no. to write. Um, Certainly. You know, I have fun chatting with my friend Lily, Ooh, and so it's fun to just record a podcast and see how see how it goes. And, and and to be honest, we're just like kind of experimenting here, right? Neither of us has ever yeah. run a podcast, so we're just no. making things up as we go. <laughs> um, so these are all kind of just like fun experiments that I've been Ooh. running, and I think about them that way, and not necessarily as like this is like a career move for me, mm. but. That is very, that's very interesting. And I, mm, ooh. But, but they play <laughs> in, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, my coworkers well, sure. know about my email list. So, like, right. you know, there's, you know, whenever I apply for a job, like, my blog is front and center in mm-hmm. on my resume. So, like, they definitely do impact each other. But, yeah. That's so very interesting. Because I feel like I, I was kind of thinking about it from, an opposite perspective that I feel like both both can be really useful and even even though they block each other could also be very like in line in certain ways <laughs> excuse me yeah that, I think um, maybe we, we need a definition of what a career is we need a definition like, of what I, a career I, is I at least in my my thought is that like it's mm-hmm. the thing I do for money like mm. not not like that it's just this one job but like it's mm-hmm. how i will continue to whatever sustain yeah. myself in when i imagine myself in the future i don't imagine myself at this job 
per se. Mm-hmm. But I do imagine myself doing something that makes some type of money. Or maybe not. I don't know. Right. But you know what I mean. Interesting. But so if say say that you're, if you're retired, you know, are you? Do you have a career? Well, I, that's <laughs> so. Th- these are the questions, and like, how has the term career? changed over the course of you know the past several decades of i was thinking about it from the perspective for myself of like well i i you know started out uh teaching computer science completely separately from software engineering and they're related fields but teaching is very very different it's a very different skill set very different mindset uh than actually doing the code and so i was sort of thinking about it and i've had this question in my head for a while of like, have I had two careers? Like, you know, a teaching career and a a software engineering career, or has that been my career? You know, like what, what, what does it mean to, to build a career? And if you want, you know, uh, where, where, yeah, like, where are those lines? If you volunteer by writing code, uh, is that related to your career? Because, it's part of it. And does anything that's related to your career need inherently to move your money making forward? Or if you volunteer somewhere that's not outside, that's completely outside of your field, does that have to be external to your career? Like how, what, what is the definition of career um, that, that we kind of want to be operating from? Cause I very much appreciate your sense of, of like really wanting to keep the things you do for money separate from everything else that you do. Like, I think that's a very healthy delineation of of not wanting to separate or like blend those lines. Um, But I I wonder if there's also an alternative that that blends them in ways that that bring energy and joy Mm. rather than than Mm. like, you know, limiting them to just does this make me money or not? Hmm. Yeah, and, and and to be clear, like I'm not like so cold that I just think, no. like, <laughs> you know, what's the bottom line here? But it, I, I get no, what you're I think saying. You're, though. I think your 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 take is is like completely pushing away from that. I think you don't you don't want the things that you do that bring you joy that you're intentionally not doing for money to be tied into the the you know idea of capitalism and like if I. only only measured by money yeah it's deeply fraught it's fraught because like have i made money from my writing online yes Mm -hmm. so like it's not Mm -hmm. just like some pure passion project and in fact would i continue writing without any feedback or Mm. uh, just like input from the outside and like without some you know marketplace of ideas to test whether the thing i'm making is that like writing about is actually valuable to somebody Mm. i don't know i don't i don't it's hard for me to say like would i have just like the internal intrinsic motivation to keep writing i don't i don't think so um so that's very interesting yeah I don't know. And That's, uh, yeah, you brought in some good questions already, but this is getting highly kind of me specific, and I do want to <laughs> say things that are like very useful for people that are out there listening to. Mm, certainly, certainly. <laughs> um, but I would recommend. I would highly recommend writing a blog. I think it's mm. just it's a great move um, if you can at all stomach the idea of uh, writing. And you don't have to think perceived. about it like I've got to write a huge article or something like that. You can just write a little bit um, and, yeah. and share it online. And it makes a huge difference, um, mm. both to like your personal thinking, like being able to put your thoughts into words uh, clearly. And um, also it can alter the trajectory of your career, right? Of like where you're what opportunities open up for you because you have some type of public facing uh, piece of content. It doesn't have to be a mm-hmm. blog either. You could run a YouTube channel or whatever it is. But yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah. I, we, we have kind of like a list, like the two things you just said of like suggestions of things that you can do to kind of uh, fill out your career. Um, if, if you're looking for that, I know that there's always, uh, 
something that comes up when I'm like venting with friends about trying to find your another your next software engineering your a job of like you know like you know the interviews don't make any sense like they're not related and then also uh one thing that my friend just brought up she's searching right now she's like everyone wants you to have side projects and like why i'm i'm doing my job on a daily basis i'm doing it very well why would i leave my job and then put any more energy into doing the same thing i do at my job why yeah, would I do that? You don't you don't want that person at your work. <laughs> there is some intro yeah, there is like a very interesting culture around side projects that is like it's almost expected that you would have side projects, but like for me personally, I spend a decent number of hours each day writing code or thinking about code in some type of way. Mm-hmm. And when I'm relaxing on the couch at the end of the day, like I don't want to be writing more code that doesn't sound relaxing to me that's that's work so yeah um and yeah i mean it brings a it brings in a good question of like if if you're feeling similar if that's not what you're looking for how do you you know do the things that make you stand out in a resume that make you a viable candidate um, and I think that there's a number of things. I, I think, as you were saying at the beginning, having a varied career in the traditional sense of like you have done multiple things, you are you have accrued multiple varied experiences that you will bring to this this job. I think that can be very very helpful and useful in and of itself. Um, but there's a lot of things, right? There's like if if you are you know willing and and able and committed to doing more coding there's the side projects on your own or with a team but there's also like open source volunteer coding opportunities uh there's a lot of that um but then on top of that there's other ways to share you know your 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 coding knowledge you can do mentorship outside of the workplace you can do teaching uh, volunteer or there are sometimes paid paid teaching gigs yep. uh, that's also um, a big part of how uh, the most recent shift in my career happened also if I, I had been full-time software engineering and I was like, I miss teaching. I feel like I'm not like giving back in any way, shape or form. I'm just like existing to, to exist during COVID. It was like, yeah. I'm not, yeah. not doing anything and I can't go anywhere to do anything. Um, and so I started with the, the job that became my full-time job after that. It was a teaching uh, position. I started that job as a part-time teach. Well, I don't know. I started actually as a volunteer mentor uh, to a student who was already in the program. That was one semester. And then the next semester I was a guest lecturer volunteer. And then the next semester I was a paid part-time teacher after my full-time job, Mm -hmm. um, which was entirely too much, two jobs too much for me. Shocking turn of events. That's a lot of jobs. but then uh, then I quit my software engineering job and it happened to be that the director of the program was like, oh, well, I know you, I trust you, you've done a good job teaching this and we have a full-time teaching position, would you want it? Um, so that definitely is, is a trajectory of like, you know, tertiary or secondary things, kind of padding your career and building the things you want to do. And then that they, they certainly do lead to opportunities um, beyond that. But it's interesting of of like opportunities that make money versus opportunities that don't, um, but that might be really rewarding. Like I really, I really, I didn't feel, um, I I I was doing some of that teaching without getting paid, right? Like mm. that that wasn't. Um, I I still felt like it was part of my career because it was related to what I was doing. It was keeping me sharp. It was moving me forward in ways that felt good, not even necessarily thinking like this might, I can put this on my resume. I was thinking like this, this is a skill set that I have that I know that I can share and it feels good to share it. Um, but in, inherently it also felt like it was part of my career, even though I wasn't making money from it. It's interesting. It's in, it's, it's very interesting where, where those where those lines are yeah maybe hmm. i'm maybe i'm softening on my position a little bit <laughs> because i think the distinction we're trying to draw is job versus career right and i think mm-hmm. maybe the job is the thing that you do for money 
you know, like the that was job is the is your current thing. Mm-hmm. And your career is potentially like what we're trying to say here, like bigger than that and not just bigger in terms of like time scale, like in the future, mm-hmm. you'll do something different or, you know, there's a long story to your career, mm-hmm. but also the fact that like you've got to find other ways to exercise the skills you have um, to grow your network. I mean, that's an mm. important part of what you've done by volunteering yeah. or um, what I've done by having a newsletter, right? Like I know people that I would not have known. Um, and that's yeah. the for you. Oh, and 100%. There's all sorts of ways in which doing things outside of the job that you do for money ends up benefiting you uh, in the long run or just adding a little bit of layers to your story. And I do like to think of a career as like a story, right? Like what, where have you been? Where are you headed? You know, those types of things, the beginning, middle and end, like, and and it pays to think about it that way. And also like is helpful when you want to talk to other people about what you're trying to do next. Like if you can tell them a good story, that's way helpful. You gotta have a narrative arc. A couple different ideas, but I don't know if that sparks any for you. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. A few. Um, Yeah, no, we love we love a narrative arc. Um, I think humans tend tend to love. I I love character growth, you know. Um, But uh, yeah, absolutely, and that's also uh, like one of the things on this list that I have is volunteering and activities outside of coding because it still makes connections. You might stumble across an exciting opportunity or a new colleague. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or you might discover you want an entirely different career than the one you've been doing thus far. Um, and I think that kind of like remaining open to that and putting yourself out there into situations where you're discovering more about yourself, the more that you do that and the more that you interact with other people. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting. I, the, I, I do, I, I see both sides of it though, 100% of like wanting to protect those, you know, vulnerable acts of fun and care and interest and community from this idea of the, the genuinely the capitalism of it all. Um, but I, I, it's, it is, it is, it's, we can, you know, both, I think both can be true for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the other, one of the other things that, that, was sparked from what you said was that like 100% a, the job that you do to make money to survive, even if you have found ways for it to feel very fulfilling, even if it does hit a lot of your boxes, there are going to be days and there are going to be hours where you're doing something that does not feel very fulfilling at that job, which is your morning, perhaps (laughs) like dealing, you know, like dealing with certain things that they're, that just like are going to be tedious. They're not going to be fun. You're, you're not going to feel like you're uh, necessarily like making anyone's life better sitting there for three hours working through whatever you're working on. Yeah, to, um, just, just to provide a little context here to fill in. Yeah. Willie and I were speaking before the call about what I've been doing this morning at work, <laughs> which is just um, type checking. I've just <laughs> been making sure that our code it has good type hints and is type safe, um, which is it's just tedious. It's annoying. It's just running the static analysis tool over and over again to try to fix the type errors that we have in a certain part of our code. Um, so that's what I, that's how I spent the morning and it's not that fun, but, uh, even though there are parts of my job, uh, that are fun that I do like, or, you know, I feel connected to the mission of the company helping, Mm. you know, work for a sustainable agriculture company. And that's really cool. Yeah. But then I spend the morning doing type checking, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and you've got to hold those, those things at once, both things at once. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, if type checking is a, a new concept to anyone listening, definitely recommend looking into that. That's, that's a good, like, uh, secondary or tertiary thing that would, would really, like, up up your game if, uh, if, if that's new to you. And if it, and it yeah. can be, yeah. 
if your first language is a dynamically typed language, I'm sure there's people out there too who are like, I've been coding Java since day yes. one. Like, yes. I, you don't have to tell me about type safety. 100%. Yeah. Can, can you tell Python was my first language? <laughs> um, so here's, here's one thing that I've been thinking about uh, mm. during our conversation, which is that... Um, Recently, both of us had a friend ask, uh, I don't know if he actually asked you, but he asked me, um, what's your five-year plan? Yeah. Did he ask yeah, you this as did. well? Yes, he did. <laughs> and I, I, I think he was asking us this as like a, I don't know, a joke or like a way to needle us because mm -hmm. um, neither of us had a specific five-year plan, right? And no, neither does, does this friend. Yeah, yeah, this friend also does not have a five-year plan. Um, so... It's interesting to think about my career like that, too. And, like, there, there is this sense that career is something that you plan out and mm. execute, right? Mm -hmm. But um, within this concept of, like, career as story, I, I really mm. like the idea that, like, the story is going to take unexpected turns, right? Yeah. And that's okay. Or like the protagonist of the story is going to want something different and that's also okay, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So like w it, earlier when you said um, you think about having two different careers, right? Like your teaching mm. career and your software engineering career. I was thinking you have one story. It's Lily's story. Oh, yeah. And... It's not like you are trading back and forth between two careers. You are just doing your career. Mm hmm anyway. I think that's where the, yeah, I think that's where, like, defining the, these terms comes into really important play. Because um, I feel like, it, you know, like my, my grandfather, uh, I think very distinctly in his life felt like he had two careers because he... Uh, he was like an ad, an ad man. He's like a mad, mad, mad man um, and was doing that work for several years and then completely pivoted and built um, docks uh, for boats, which is like cool. a very different, very different yeah, brains, different. brain elements. Yeah, very different. Um, but I think that because of the time in which he was an adult and doing doing those things, um, you know, the, the idea that a career might involve, you know, not necessarily different jobs across different um, companies even, but like your career is starting in the mailroom and then you, you, you know, built your way up, climbed your way up the ladder until you made it to the CEO or whatever, you know, whatever that looks like. Uh, like the, yeah, the, I, I don't think that the idea of a career is as linear anymore. Um, for us, I don't think yeah. that it can be, and I think that that's probably nice in most cases. Depends yeah, the stability, right. stabilities. It's trade offs. It's always trade offs, but it's not linear anymore. It's a story arc, um, right? Exactly. Kind of I mean, like, yeah, it used to be, and not so long ago, like our, no. our parents and our, our grandparents, mm -hmm. certainly generation, like you got a job at a good company and then you stayed at that good company because they were going to pay you a pension and everybody you knew worked there and like you lived in the town where the company was headquartered and mm -hmm. you know like that was the thing that was where you kept working for mm. decades yeah um that's no longer the case that feels like like two years is like a, an amount of time <laughs> that people are at jobs now I have a friend who is a designer and she's been in the same place for five. And it's just like, wow, how'd what's you do it that? Like? Yeah. What's it like? And she's like, it's exactly the same as it was, you know, like it's yeah. not, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. It's really fascinating how, how it's changed and how I do, I do think it's kind of like, it seems like it's turbocharged a little bit in our field. Um, Certainly. Yeah. But I, that is interesting. I know we, like we've, we've touched briefly on a few things of, of what would make that the case of, of like uh, the pros and cons of being the new person versus being like the old hands potentially being relied on for too much knowledge, uh, knowing and knowledge sharing versus like 
getting your feet wet in a new experience. There's also certainly, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this is across other industries. The fact that we are just so much more likely to make so much more money uh, getting a new job than fighting for ourselves, than like advocating for ourselves at the job that you have, which I guess is a whole other podcast topic. Yeah, I mean, we can we can touch on it briefly here, but yeah, mm. like, job hop and you'll get paid. Like that's it. It does pay to change jobs. Yeah. Uh, you know, plain and simple. In most cases, um, there are some times when, you know, the market's down and it's not it's not a good time. Um, and to be quite honest, our, our industry tech is also like quite prone to, well, to failure, startup failure, but also mm -hmm. to like layoffs. Like I think it's just very, very normalized for tech yeah. companies to lay off thousands of people. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's trade-offs. There's a little bit of insecurity, but uh, there's also it's a good salary for the work that you do. Yeah, and I I wonder taking it back to the to the theme of the day, um, I wonder if that adaptability and flexibility that comes with kind of knowing that either either through quitting or being laid off or whatever the situation is going to be. Um, that you're probably not going to spend the rest of your career at the job that you currently have. Um, I wonder if that makes a, it a, makes us a little like more expectant of needing to be adaptable, needing to be flexible, um, and always such a big part of our job is like always be learning. Um, mm -hmm. That it yeah, but it's it is interesting. It really has gotten very normalized when like. It would be great if that didn't have to be the case. <laughs> what if layoffs didn't have to be the case? Yeah, if, or like I mean, any... yeah. Well, there's there's like a a pretty consistent trend, right? Of companies, smaller companies, like over hiring in times right. of of having a lot of money or resources, and then just inevitably you over hired at a certain point, you will need to readjust, um, and it'd be great if there was a little more job stability and, and also just a little more, um, I, I don't even know what the word is. Like it, it, it is very demoralizing and feels very, um, devaluing, I guess the mm. fact that the company that you are already providing value for that already knows your worth and like is getting more benefit out of you normally than you are paid. Uh, right. it's very devaluing and dismissive, dismissive, uh, to know that that company and the people at that company are going to do whatever they can to not pay you more money. Uh, right. I mean, yeah, the incentives are misaligned. They're the very, yeah, they're deeply misaligned. Uh, but I, I mean, it's, and they're few and far between the companies that get this right. But the companies that do get this right, I, I feel like see the dividends, right? Like they see less turnover, longer employee tenure, which ends up with, higher quality you know code like yeah. more institutional knowledge gets maintained within the company like there's all sorts of benefits to it but um yeah i guess tech companies in in particular are just happy to let it turn over and train somebody new for now let's we'll see we'll see when bubbles pop for now she says for ominously dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I will say we, I, I, I apologize. I took us a little ways off, off topic with that, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's part of your career, right? You got mm. to think about this stuff too. Like you, you are, true. you are like, I think in an ideal world, we wouldn't spend our days doing exactly what we do, right? We, mm. we are kind of within this system that needs mm -hmm. us to do certain like it requires our time and attention. Um, yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know any way around that system at the moment. If uh, no. if you know anything or anybody listening, oh. please send me an email. But yes. like, so, so we're playing with the, we're playing a game that's within certain confines. Um, yeah. And so like when we're talking about weaving your narrative of your job or of your career. Uh, it's not just do whatever you want. <laughs> it's no. 
do what makes sense yeah. and still is true to yourself in some type of way. Mm. Yeah. I, do you do you have a sense of, of, like, do you feel like your experiments, I, I always really appreciate the way that you, you frame that of, um, like, all, all, the, all the things that you're doing, all the, all the things that you're learning, um, they don't need to have such heaviness in, in, the, in the stakes of them because they're experiments. This podcast is an experiment. We're having fun. We're not having fun anymore. The, we'll try a different experiment. Um, shut it down. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that, that'll be it. <laughs> um, but uh, the, like, because those certainly have a place in the narrative of your, your work and your life. Um, I wonder, I guess, yeah, just, I, I, I hadn't really, I, I thought about, um, I don't know what, what the, what the benefit of having a career versus just like a string of jobs is. It's an, it's an, it's a, it's an interesting, like, does it matter? even for, for our own. I think, I think when you're looking for a new job, certainly your story, your narrative is deeply, deeply important. Um, and I guess, I think I would also imagine we spend so much of our lives at work, um, that having that mm -hmm. narrative, that sense of understanding of our own lives is really important also. Yeah. I think it matters to your sense of self. It matters to your, to your self-worth. Like, saying I do something valuable mm. is like it's an affirmation right like believing that yeah. Yeah, is an affirmation it really is. Mm -hmm. um, or yeah any number of things of like I you know I am spending my time in a way that I won't regret later is mm. like uh, I think those are all important <laughs> fingers things fingers crossed right? but yeah. like uh, and that's not to say like you might regret your coding job if you don't mm. if you got a if you have a job that you hate and you might yeah. not regret um, your time that you went and worked on a fishing boat in Alaska like that can all be true you know <laughs> that can all be true yeah one hundred percent so a, right. a string well, of jobs is your career is a string of jobs but also like. There's part of it that you've got to tell yourself some story and you got to be able to live with that story and not regret it. So, like, yeah, I guess I don't know if that gets us any closer to anything conclusive, but I, th I think so. I think I think so. It's funny. We've a couple different times we've talked about like, well, like, how would we define this word? We have not Googled. <laughs> the actual definitions of any of these words. Uh, and I don't think, I don't think we need to, I think it's better. It's better not to. Um, but I feel like I'd be curious after, after pod, I might, I might go give it a Google. I wonder if it's changed. Hmm. If the definition of career has changed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's possible. It's possible. You never know. Um, all right. But in the meantime, do we want to do a personal anecdote about career? Or I feel like a lot of this has been. Yeah. I mean, we've shared, a, we've shared a lot of different things about our career, but maybe you can share a personal anecdote just a, if you're comfortable about this current moment in your career, because oh, sure. I think it's helpful for people to hear, um, you know, that this is like a, a normal part of the story for, for people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so for anyone who, who had not already heard this information on a previous episode, um, I am currently a barista slash counter person. <laughs> That's the official title um, at a, a cafe in my neighborhood um, that I was a regular at and just heard them saying they needed a new person. And I, that was exactly the type of job that I was looking for because I didn't want another software engineering job right now. And I didn't want another teaching job. I wanted a change of bullshit scenery. Um, I wanted to be in my neighborhood. I wanted to be interacting with people. I wanted to be uh, more like physical activity. And it's, it is checking all of those boxes 100%. And it's, uh, it might not make it onto my uh, my resume when I am searching for my next software engineering gig, but it is um, 
it's giving me like exactly what I was hoping for. It's giving me some space and some energy and enjoyment while also helping me pay my rent 100%. That's not, <laughs> that's, that's not lost on me. That is why I am doing this work. Um, but it's also, it's giving me some space to kind of figure out, you know, do I want to be looking for another salaried position? I think the answer is no. Do I want to figure out how to maybe try to be, um, um, freelancing on the side with, with software engineer or what have you doing sm like smaller temporary gigs. Um, it's giving me the freedom to explore those elements, um, mm. which I'm very, very appreciative of. And it also, it's one thing that I've been thinking about a lot there of like, um, they, you have to do a lot of repetitive tasks of like stamping the bags with the logo of the place. And it's the sort of thing where I was thinking to myself like, wow, if I wasn't feeling like comfortable and at peace with all the other elements of my life right now, I could very easily see myself being like, Oh my God, what am I doing with my life right now? Like I'm just stamping the same bag with the same logo over and over and over again. But instead yeah. I was standing there and I was like finding a rhythm to it and being like, Ooh, this can be really meditative. Like I'm finding the joy and the meaning in just what I am doing with my existence at any given moment. Um, even, even if it's not, Move, moving my career forward right <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i think this is so important to for people to hear that like it is entirely appropriate for you to like take a minute like if you don't want another software engineering job go try something else like that's yeah. okay you know and um your career is what you make it right and and the industry of software development or whatever will not mm. run away from you in the time no. that you're away right uh if i i know your coding ability lily so i know that you are like a talented enough engineer that like no oh. matter what happens to the you know the i don't know the underlying libraries that we use mm. or whatever it is <laughs> you'll figure it out you know like if you ever want to get another full-time software engineering position it's totally there available to you but then there's also like a whole chance that you'll you know go on to open your own restaurant and be incredibly oh. successful and happy doing that you know like it, it could be anything you know yeah and that's that's kind of fun that's 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 what i think about when i think about like career right like it doesn't mm. i don't have to do this for forever i don't plan on doing this for forever um yeah yeah, I don't think I have the stamina to keep coding for, mm. for for a super long time. So, like, I'm not planning on it. There will be something else next. Yeah, and that's that's exciting. Like, that's not that's not a bad thing. That's a really exciting um, reality to to look forward to, whether whether it's in the five year plan or or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yes, I guess I do want to just say with one caveat of for anyone listening of feeling like, um, like that's not that's not necessarily true for everybody, right? Of like, I am making significantly less money doing this, this part of my career sure. than I am doing software engineering is I just want to, to put a note that we, we're both very and aware, we're not saying ahead like, to, to yes. be able to make this type of change in your career. Um, you know, yes. I just, I don't want anyone to feel like we're saying like, quit your job, you'll be fine. Like that, you know, we, we're very, we're both very aware that that is not true for everyone and like right. measure, measure your own needs <laughs> before making yeah, yeah, any decisions. Yeah, think about it first, see if you can, <laughs> if you can swing it. But also I am kind of saying quit your job, you'll be fine because <laughs> I think we should, it should be an option, you know, it yes. should be an option. If you, yes, if you don't 100%. like what you're doing. Uh, find find a way to not do it. Yeah, and like prioritize finding a way to not do it. One hundred percent. Wonderful. All right. Well, uh, with that, do we have any recommendations for for our listeners? For, yes. For our listeners, let me. Um, I would hope so because we both took know, a minute to I, think about it. <laughs> I. I looked up the name of this thing that I wanted to recommend to you, and now I have to look it up again because I forgot the name <laughs> of the thing that I looked up. Okay. It's called 
It's on Netflix. It's called Unknown Cosmic Ooh. Time Machine. Ooh. And it was a documentary. Um, it was a decent documentary, I'll say. It wasn't like, whoa, amazing, the best documentary. <laughs> but it's about the James Webb Space Telescope and how Ooh. being able to see so far in, you know, in space allows us to look back in time. Um, oh, but it's shit. also the story of how the James Webb t- Space Telescope like came together over the course Ooh. of you know twenty years, and uh, how the story of how it got actually deployed, um, because there were three hundred forty-four single points of failure in the deployment of the James Webb Space Telescope. So, like, if any of those three hundred forty-four had gone wrong. There would be no telescope. It would be done, and we can't fix it because it is a million miles away from Earth. Wow. But all wow. 344 went... Oh, no. Uh, all 290-something went okay in the deployment, and then mm-hmm. there are 50 ongoing single points of failure or something like that. Like, every single day, it could possibly not work. But wow. So far, it's working, and we're getting, like, amazing... It's working. Yeah, we're getting amazing images and infrared data. And if you haven't looked at the pictures from the James Webb Space, Space Telescope, you definitely should go look at those because it's just like kind of crazy. Damn, talking anyway, about the that's opposite of uh, like work fast and break things. Like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Take decades. Will not and work. Then yes. <laughs> wait for one day to see if it'll all work. Fingers crossed. <laughs> nice. Um. Wonderful. Okay. Well, so for, for my recommendation today, I, I am taking a different tack. I feel like I, um, I, uh, don't necessarily, uh, like in take in as much new content. Um, at least not in the same ways, uh, that I would think of like, I, you know, like I rewatch an old show and I do that for several weeks at a time. I'm doing this, this, uh, the artist way that I recommended last week. Uh, but that's like a 12 week program. So I'm not like reading a new book or listening to a different podcast. You have a new thing to recommend this week. Yeah. I don't. Well, but, um, I, the things that I do interact with most often that are new are accounts on Instagram. (laughs) Um, so I'm going to recommend one because I actually think it's really, it's great. And it's been really helpful, um, for anyone that is experiencing any eco anxiety in particular. Um, I follow this person on Instagram, um, named Elena Wood and her, uh, username is it's the garbage queen, all one word without any apostrophes. Um, and she, every week she puts out a new video about, um, good climate news. And that has been, yeah, it's just, it's very helpful. I I'm very intentional about the curation of my Instagram feed. Um, I really, I, I really like want the algorithm to know what I want to see and what I do not want to see. Um, and so that is one of the things that, that helps, uh, make, make my Instagram feed a nice place for me to be. So that is someone I would recommend. Oh, that's great. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. I don't have Instagram, so uh, maybe I'll That's just have totally to fair. Yeah. Go, uh, maybe if I'll got send you some posts, screenshots. I can go. Yeah, there you go. Check it out. Perfect. Um, all right. Well, with that, um, let's see. So to kind of to kind of wrap up our our conversation on career, um, let's see. I think it's it can it's spans your whole working life. Um, and it can be very varied. It does not need to be in any way, shape or form linear any longer. Um, and it probably actually the more diverse and strange it is probably the better, uh, for, for getting certain types of gigs. Um, and for also just, uh, as Bennett was saying, like looking back later on, on your life and feeling like, yeah, that was cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Regret minimization, right? Regret minimization. Yes. Yes. Love it. Harm reduction, regret minimization. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I think, and, and you've, you've touched on some important points here, which is that like, you can't expect like the job, the one thing that you do for money to be like the end all be all for your 
life, right? The, uh, no, there's just no maybe way. One, maybe it used to be that way, but, like, it's not that way anymore. And so, like, yeah. not to say that you need to do, you need to put in a bunch of extra work outside of your job or anything like that, but how can you build something that feels meaningful, purposeful to you um, outside of work that is something you kind of own and control? I mean, for me, I've got my my mm. um, software development you know blog and daily email list and you know other offshoots from it including this podcast <laughs> and and the, the community um how could you add mentorship or uh open source contributions or anything like that to your arsenal of of things you do that make you feel good and yeah uh, you on. Yeah, and I think I think you touched on something there that we hadn't mentioned earlier that's also hugely important with that is is control of like it's in your own power and I think that that makes a lot of things feel a lot better sometimes. Mm. So much feels completely out of our control. So much of what we do at work is just like there is a task and I must do it and I I am not in control of that reality. Um, and I think that, yeah, absolutely finding things that, um, are in our control are in our power that we choose to spend our time on, that we choose to bring our vulnerability or our expertise to, um, I think that that is a huge well of, of place to, to find and to build meaning 100%. Totally. Wonderful. Wow. Awesome. Well, we've, we've taken it kind of far range. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I think we did it. Yeah. That was, a, that was such an interesting one. It's always so fun when we have very different views or takes on things. Um, mm. It's great. It's great to kind of see, see where they meet and see where they differ. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, I think that, that brings us to, to the end of the episode. Um, thank you. Thank you as always for being here with me, Bennett. And thank you listeners for being here with us. Um, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks everybody for joining. See you next time.